All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. What's up, everybody? Welcome into a Monday, March 27th edition of Daily Faceoff Live. We're streaming live on YouTube as well as Twitter and, of course, dailyfaceoff.com. Fresh off of a couple days off to rewind and recharge the batteries. I'm ready to go. Playoffs just around the corner. He's former NHL netminder, current Daily Faceoff analyst, Mike McKenna. Mike, what's up? How you doing? Man, living pretty wild weekend, you know, finishing up spring break here with the kids in St. Louis, Missouri, and they're back at school. So that's a nice thing for me. It allows me to work a little bit. And it's good to see your face, man. Hope you had a good time off. Yeah, as I saw someone post in a meme, uh, Sunday is technically the Friday for parents who have kids in school. So there you go. Uh, yep. Yeah, so let's uh, throw minutes two, two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and let's dive in with what was a pretty wild weekend for Austin Matthews because guess what? News flash to the Tampa Bay Lightning and the rest of the Eastern Conference. He's back. And I got to say, Mike, when you look at the 15 shots on goal that Austin Matthews put up on Saturday night, the four goals that he scored in the last three games and the six points that he has in the last three games, his 15 shots on goal on Saturday were the second most in the NHL's salary cap era. It finally feels like to me watching him just eye test, not necessarily uh, production, that Austin Matthews is back to being the elite dangerous threat that he'd been missing for most of the season. Yeah, there's a couple of reasons for that, Frank. I mean, this wasn't, but maybe a month or so ago, we were talking about where is he? What, where's the scoring? Well, did find out that he had had a hand injury that had been bothering him for a lot of the season. And now he does feel like he's pretty healthy. And I think you can kind of see it in how he plays. 
his shooting is back to what you'd expect, right? He's beating goalies clean from a distance, but he's also driving the net really hard. And that shows to me a confidence, not just in his game, but in his body. You know, he's scoring goals from in tight. He's getting pucks uh, on his blade and doing the things that he wants to. Um, and, and I think for me, I mean, he's got eight goals in his last 10 games. It's just what you expect from Austin Matthews. You know, his pace is down this year, but I think you can factor that into the injury. I think you can factor, factor that also into him rounding out his game uh, and getting better defensively. So kind of all that together. But the bottom line, Frank, uh, Matthews is red hot. And here's the reason why. He's wearing a throwback 652 tax skates. That's why, Frank. These things look sick as can be. I guarantee it's all confidence. Will you look at those wheels, Frank? I bet you even had a set of those when you were a kid. Uh, I did have a set of those, and and my dad actually still rocks those, like the old school mm -hmm. uh, tacks. So pretty awesome. His his have the air pump on them, believe it or not. I don't know if you remember the the pump on the side of the skate. You could uh, you pump a little extra yeah. air in there. Yeah, that was from uh, it was a collab with Reebok. I think before Reebok was even in the game, some of them had that little canister. It was like a CO two cartridge. Remember those, man? Yeah, those were great skates. The Mike Madonna specials. Pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, so you're a gear nerd and perhaps uh, one reason why, but I would say too, um, the confidence and the swagger that is there for me, that's the biggest difference is when you saw him walk into the rink last year, every time he hopped over the boards, you're like, this guy is an assassin. He is going to score. He does it without thinking. He does it without pressure. Um, he just continued to do it time after time, night after night. And we had gone so many games this year, really kind of 60 games, the bulk of the season without seeing that same type of threat. And now if you look over these last 14 games, Mike, 10 goals scored for Austin Matthews uh, certainly looks like he is back. And that's bad news for the Lightning, who seem ripe for the picking this year, even though they say that they'll be ready to flip the switch when it comes to Stanley Cup playoff time. But if you're the Leafs and you're looking for a way to finally get over the hump and into the second round, Matthews being red hot at the right time would be key. Let's talk about the New Jersey Devils and their opportunity that they have in front of them. They officially clinched their spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs over the weekend. That brings the total in the Eastern Conference to three, the Hurricanes, the New Jersey Devils, as well as the Boston Bruins, who, oh, not a big deal, have just won seven straight. But when you look at the Devils and the job that they've done trying to chase down the Carolina Hurricanes, the strides that their young players have taken this year, the way this team looks now with Timo Meyer part of their lineup, how what, what do you view in terms of the ceiling for the Devils and their playoff chances? Like, what is a realistic expectation to set for this Devils team as they enter the Stanley Cup playoffs in a couple weeks' time? Well, to be brutally honest, I, I don't see them as being a true clear-cut favorite for the Stanley Cup, Frank. Okay, like I think could they make it to a Stanley Cup final? Maybe. Eastern Conference final? To me, that's really realistic. You know, like the Devils are possession monsters. Um, they they have plenty of skill, like you said, the young talent. And, and I think that Fitzgerald's done a really good job of making sure they surround it with quality players there, right? You bring in Timo Meyer, you've got a lot of playoff experience with Andre Palat, who's starting to get catch his stride a bit. Even Dougie Hamilton has a lot of playoff experience. But there's two things that make me a little nervous. Like, I think the Devils are still one injury away on defense from making me real nervous. And you know how playoffs are. It's rugged. It's hard hockey. And honestly, I'm not sure what's going to happen in net. You know, Vitek, Vitek Vanacek has um, really never been able to lock down a starting job, even towards playoffs. I thought Akira Schmitz played the best goal, best hockey and goal for them. And he's back in the American League with Blackwood back. 
So, Frank, I have questions in terms of the defense, the goaltending, but as good as they are offensively, as much as they possess the puck, you can't count them out. And I think they could easily make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Winning a Stanley Cup this year seems a little bit premature. I'm not sure if you agree with that or not, but I think that's kind of where they're at. Yeah, I, I personally, I think it's way premature to even kind of be thinking Stanley Cup or talking Stanley Cup with this mm -hmm. New Jersey Devils team. I think right now, as assembled, I think they're the third best team in their own division. I've I've got still, mm -hmm. I understand the injuries. I know you think that they're a pretender. I've got the Canes number one, and then I've got the New York Rangers number two. And I would put the Devils three, even though they're likely to have home ice advantage against the Rangers in what would be an amazing reboot of the Hudson River rivalry, something that we could certainly all get behind in the first round. I don't know that even if they have home ice, they're going to be entering as the favorite in either one of those series if they were to play the Canes or the Rangers. What say you? Yeah, well, I kind of agree. I mean, here's the thing. The Devils actually don't – they don't generate as many goals as they really should, right? They're a little bit below that. And you look at the Rangers, the Rangers are big-time plus in goals for above expected. Like, they have game changers. Not that the, that the Devils don't, but at times they've kind of struggled to score a little bit recently. So – We'll see, man. I would have the Rangers above them as well, but not Carolina. I'd take I'd take the Devils over Carolina. Yeah, the Devils second in the Eastern Conference in goals for this season, only back of the Boston Bruins. And so let's talk about the playoff chase because it's a really interesting tale of two conferences. You, you know, you have both. Uh, you know, both teams in the final wild card spots in Pittsburgh and in the Winnipeg Jets sort of limping into the playoffs. But what is the bigger story from the weekend? Is it the fact that the Florida Panthers have lost three straight at the most inopportune time of the year and have sort of scuttled their own playoff chances? Or is it that the Los Angeles Kings have been so incredibly hot in the West, winners of three straight and have been on an absolute tear really since they made the trades for Vladislav Gavrikov and Yunus Corpusalo. For me, it's the Kings. Like, I'm not even concerned about a team that might make the playoffs in the Panthers. It's a team that could win the Stanley Cup. And I think that's L.A. The last month, they haven't had a regulation loss in the last month. 12-game point streak. They've been amazing at home with points in 13 straight. And watching them last night against St. Louis, especially how good their power play is, they scored three power play goals in three different ways last night. Like in the first period, they had four goals in the first period. That was the fourth time during a seventh game homestand that they did that. Scored four goals in the period, five. And I think they're just, they're diverse in their lineup and they're scoring. They've got 520 goal scorers. Gavrikov's fit like a glove. And look at the moves Blake made previously bringing in quality players like Arvidsson. He was great last night. Fiala, he's been a point of game player and they shored up goaltending with Corpus Salo. I, I think L.A., man, they're going to challenge Vegas right down to the wire to win the Pacific, and I think they're a threat because it, now at all three positions, forward, defense, and goaltending with the addition of Corpus Allo, who I think has been really strong, L.A. could come out of the West easily. I think they're a legit contender at this point, Frank. Interesting. I mean, I'm a believer in the Kings, and I have been all season long. If you go back to my preseason predictions, I actually picked them to win the Pacific, and everyone was all over the Oilers, all over the Flames, not that many people talking about Vegas and no one was talking about the Kings. And I was like, this team is only going to continue to get stronger. But for me, for right now, in this exact moment in time, I think the bigger story over the last week has been the Florida Panthers. And the they, they had a real opportunity that they've blown here. That's what it feels like when you lose to... The Flyers, the Leafs, the Rangers. Look, there's no shame in losing to the Leafs and the Rangers, two bona fide, you know, playoff teams and and probably even Stanley Cup contenders. But when you give up 
six, six, and four goals in that span, lose all three games. And you've got the Pittsburgh Penguins who have four wins in their last 10. That's the team above you. Uh, it's just for this Panthers team with all the talent that they have with as wrong as this season has gone with the injuries that they've dealt with, they had a real opportunity to punch their own ticket to the playoffs. And this is how they've sort of fumbled that chance over the last week. Still some hope. They're not far back in terms of points percentage, but you know, another two, three games here, a three game winning streak by the pens. And it might just put a team like the Florida Panthers out of their misery. Quick question for you, because you mentioned the Los Angeles Kings. One word answer. Who is your starting goalie on game one to open in the playoffs? Corpus Allo. Hmm. Corpus Allo, Copley. You look at his record, though. I know his stats aren't very good in terms of save percentage. 899, but 23-4-2. The guy just doesn't lose. Isn't that the guy that you want to net for the playoffs? It's also eye test. That game last night was a little tough. I like this. I like Corpusello's structure, but he does win with Copley. So great question to ask, Frank. All right, let's talk about the Premier Hockey Federation. And Mike, uh, I have some breaking news for you. A team from Toronto, not just they did they didn't just get out of the first round. They also actually won the whole damn thing in the Toronto Six, winning the Isabel Cup on Sunday night at Mullet Arena in Tempe, Arizona. This is the OT winner from Teresa Vanisova. What a goal. Uh, just puts it at top shelf, creates the turnover herself. Uh, a thrilling game. Uh, the Toronto Six come from behind uh, to upend the Minnesota Whitecaps. And you see the pile there, the celebration. Uh, Toronto Six 2023 Isabel Cup champions. It's their first uh, championship in franchise history. Mike, not sure if you got a chance to watch the game or take it in. What did you make of not just the game, but also the environment at Mullet Arena? Well, it was great to see so many people excited about women's hockey in the first place. And I did get to watch most of it. I watched all of um, about the second half and then overtime of the game. And man, like the four minutes of OT, three on three, by the way, to win a cup was wild, right? It like, is crazy, Up and right? down the ice, back and forth. Yeah, man. And Amanda Levier was just fantastic in goal for Minnesota. Kept her team in it as long as she could. Um, Toronto did pound them pretty hard in shots, but I just thought that this was – great hockey it finished with emotion um and I, I think it's a sign of good things to come like this was a pretty big stage to also be featured um television as well frank so for it to go into the game and go to two to two go to three to three um and then i have to head to overtime to win the the trophy was just it was perfect man so it was a great finish and man i hope this league really catches and keeps going because six teams man that's not enough we need some more i want to see it yeah, and look, guess what? Um, this Premier Hockey Federation, they're going to be challenged next year uh, by the PWHPA and whatever the name is of the new league that they have undertake and have going. But they've got a lot of catching up to do because the Premier Hockey Federation has done a great job of putting legitimate stakes in the ground. They have solid leadership in place uh, with Reagan Carey and their salaries have exploded. Uh, they've increased in a big way in terms of the participation from sponsors. Um, and so these, these women are now earning real paychecks and have something real to play for with stability that this league previously as the NWHL certainly did not have. And so i uh, excited to see where they go next. And maybe there's something to the idea, Mike, of uh, I like the kind of single elimination. I know there, there are a lot fewer teams mm -hmm. in the PHF, but single elimination, just it's a totally different 
you know, type of stakes uh, when you get to certainly an Isabel Cup final. Yeah, it ramps it up. I mean, it's just like youth hockey, college hockey. Every game matters that much. Uh, I think it makes for a great environment, especially if you're trying to have a big blowout at the end of the year where all the teams come in and play for something. It makes it way more exciting, if you ask me. Yeah, pretty awesome to do it in Tempe, Arizona. You saw uh, the one side of Mullet Arena completely full as well. Uh, the PHF, congratulations to the Toronto Six on their first uh, championship in franchise history. You mentioned uh, the NCAA tournament on the men's side. Let's uh, get into some of that with the next wave with our guy, Stephen Ellis. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. That's right. Pleased to be joined once again by our guy, Stephen Ellis, our prospects analyst. And uh, on this week's edition of The Next Wave, there's so much to get into, Stephen, with some of the top draft picks uh, leaving the college ranks and joining uh, their teams. The New Jersey Devils, for instance, were so close to getting Luke Hughes. They went to overtime in their game with Penn State on Sunday evening instead. Michigan will be playing for the Frozen Four title and an NCAA championship in just about 10 days, two weeks' time. Uh, but wanted to ask you about Matt Coronado from the Calgary Flames, their 2021 first-round pick. He signed with the Flames out of Harvard on Sunday evening. What kind of player do you think Coronado is, and what do you like his chances of being an impact player for the Flames? He's uh, on his way to Calgary today to join the team and is expected to play uh, Daryl Sutter willing uh, games in the Flames lineup as they try and chase down that final playoff spot. Well, I think, yeah, it's fitting you mentioned Daryl Sutter because obviously when it comes to young players, sometimes it's hit or miss if they actually get the opportunities with the Flames. But he's very, very skilled player. He brings a, a fantastic shot. He's a great playmaker. I think he's kind of equally talented in both. And, you know, he might have been the highest scoring player on that Harvard team, but he was just kind of the jack of all trades, good defensively. Uh, he's someone where... My projection is he's going to have a very good end to the year because, you know, it's it's not uncommon to see these guys go from the NCAA season, you know, a tough end to the year. In this case, Harvard just had late loop. They just blew it in that final game that they played. He's going to go there. He wants to get revenge. He's got a good opportunity. No pressure on him at all. And he's playing for a Flames team that's looking to, to still 
get into that wild card spot. I think he's going to be a nice little player who can get into the middle six and do a lot. Um, I think he's someone who, you know, if, if he's getting 45, 50 points in a couple of years, that's awesome. That's what you were looking for. And, uh, you know, first round pick, you high expectations there. And I think just away from the score sheet, he's just reliable enough defensively and physically and everything like that, where you're going to really like him if you're a Flames fan. Yeah, and let's, uh, let's, let's not just go past Coronado here with those smart kids out at Harvard, you know, playing in the ECAC myself, saw a lot of them. And they got another name there, Sean Farrell, who was phenomenal for the club this season. He just uh, turned pro, signing his entry-level contract with the Canadians and had a monster season at Harvard. He's also done that previously in the USHL with the Chicago Steel. So what can Canadians fans expect to, uh, out, of Steve, out of Sean Farrell when he makes his debut? He's one of my favorite prospects in college hockey. And I know for Canadians fans, it was kind of all Lane Hudson this year, but Sean Farrell saying how many points he put up this year. He was the top scorer on Harvard and, it just even a bad game for him he was still finding a way to be effective he's very quick he's very skilled he can be a bit feisty at points you know you don't always see that from a five foot nine player but i think that you know the canadians have always been a team that's willing to give smaller guys opportunities cole caulfield you know they obviously have lucked out with him big time but i think farrell's gonna go out there be another middle six player kind of like coronado and calgary and he'll be cheap obviously being on his entry level contract he's a great playmaker, uh, a fantastic shooter. He's got a great release. And again, he's someone who just, he's got so much energy. He backchecks really well. So while I'm not totally sure of how high his ceiling really is, I think he's another guy that, you know, if he's getting 50 points a year, that's a huge bonus for him considering they drafted him in the fourth round in 2020, which was a hard year to draft, obviously, because you missed out on all those playoff runs for all those teams due to COVID. But uh, seeing what he was able to do with the Chicago Steel the next year and what the type of college player he's become, there's very few prospects, I'd say, outside of a first-round player that have really developed like he has the last couple of years. Yeah, Lane Hudson will be playing on in the Frozen Four with uh, the BU Terriers, and so certainly another player to look out for for the Montreal Canadiens and their fans. Stephen wanted to stick actually with Harvard and ask you about Alex Laferriere, not to be confused with Alexi Lafreniere, but uh, he's also leaving Harvard in some news that I reported on Sunday evening. He's expected to sign his entry-level contract with the Los Angeles Kings, a third-round pick. He leaves Harvard after two seasons played. And the interesting thing about Laferriere, uh, I'm told, Stephen, is that he's expected to play regular season games with the Kings over these next few weeks to get his feet wet. I believe he's going to start in the AHL with the Ontario Reign and then move up to the NHL and burn the first year of his contract, of course. What can we expect from Alex Laferriere? Well, he was actually a prospect I really liked when he got drafted in 2020. He was 80, drafted 83rd overall there. But I, I think part of the issue then was for his offensive output never really blew up and his skating wasn't great. And I think the skating was a big reason why he wasn't able to put up a lot of the points where it felt like he was trailing too much. He just wasn't working out. But going to college, you know, he's been able to really work that through and playing on that just that dominant Harvard uh, line with, I think made him better. He's a very um, smart player. Uh, I'd say he was kind of like, in terms of that team, he was like the nucleus of it half the time. He was the one that whenever you were looking at who was making the best breakout play, who was making the, the smartest play out of trouble, trouble, it was him. So for, you know, to be taken 83rd overall and, and to become as impactful as he was in college hockey, that's a great pickup for the Kings. So I'm excited to see what he can do there.
Yeah, it's so interesting talking to scouts, Stephen, because some of them see Laferriere, for instance, as potentially being more ready for the NHL than someone like Coronado. And Laferriere had mm-hmm. nine more points this season for Harvard, uh, one year older as well, of course. Uh, wanted to ask you, with that Frozen Four field being set, which players stood out to you from the regionals? Well, it's hard to go against some of the big stars there. And the way Logan Cooley played, that was some of the best hockey I've seen him play. You know, Minnesota, they they had a tough first game in Kinesius. And I know like a 92 score might not seem like a tough game, but it was it was 2-1 at one point and, and they were getting outplayed. And when Minnesota really needed to turn the Jets on, they got some great games out of him. And uh, so really cool to see what Cooley could do. Obviously, you know, there's the, the impending threat of, is he going to go to the NHL? And I think he's ready. This is someone who Arizona got an absolute, fantastic player out of him uh and then there's adam fantilli on michigan just they needed someone to step up big yesterday and he did that and you know maki semoskevich was great in that overtime there they they won that great shot but the way adam fantilli continuously finds ways to be dominant out there to me he's the best player in college hockey a big reason why he's going second overall in the nhl draft this year and it's because he's physical he can be dominant he skates so but then he's got an incredible shot. He pulled off a few end-to-end plays in this tournament, uh, the regional tournaments. Uh, so when it comes to kind of the exciting players, those are the two I'm looking forward to. And then, of course, Lane Hudson. You, you can't go wrong with him. But going out there and breaking Brian Leach's 30-year-old record for points by a, defend, or a, a, a U19 defenseman. That's no small feat whatsoever because there's been guys like Quinn Hughes, Adam Fox, players like that come through. So Lane Hudson's another guy I'm going to be keeping a close eye on. Yeah, no shortage of star power in the Frozen Four, Stephen, between Lane Hudson and BU, Minnesota, with Matt Nyes and Logan Cooley, and of course, Michigan. I mean, Michigan, where do you even start? Sam Eskevich, you mentioned Luke Hughes, uh, Fantilli, go through the list. That team's absolutely loaded. Quinnipiac, of course, plays a totally different game to round out that Frozen Four. Puck drops April 6th in Tampa, and we'll keep our eye on that, and I know you will as well as our prospect analyst. Stephen, thanks a lot for joining us today for this edition of The Next Wave. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. All right, Mike, time for our Daily Faceoff inbox question of the day. I see you guys lurking around in our YouTube chat there. If you've got a question, fire it in there for us. And until then, Mike, we're going to go with a little rank them. So give me your teams in order of the teams outside of the playoff picture. Who has the best chance to get in among the Florida Panthers, the Calgary Flames, and the Nashville Predators? Mike, I think you're muted there. Sorry. So I think the Panthers are still there. They have three points out behind Pittsburgh. They've had some extended cold streaks this year. The Pittsburgh Penguins have. So I think the Panthers still very much have a chance. Uh, And then I'd go Preds because they have some games in hand and then Flames. I just don't see the Flames having a chance here. And the Preds are even a long shot, Frank. Yeah, I would agree. But I'm going to say, believe it or not, I'm going to go Preds first. The, the, The Panthers had their opportunity. And the Preds have just sort of been plucky. Like they're, I did the math today. They're 11, 6, and 2 since the first trade that David Poyle made uh, during the trade deadline period to begin, speaking of plucky, plucking some pieces off of that roster. So they've had that plus a number of injuries, and yet they've found a way to maintain a competitive edge. And if you look at the standings just by points percentage, they're actually above the Calgary Flames. So they've got some games in hand. They're going to need to win a lot of them. 
But also at the same time, the Winnipeg Jets could just kind of put them out of their misery and haven't yet done so. So uh, there's your updated look at the standings. Uh, the Canucks, too, they continue to win three straight wins. They are now three points away, Mike, from having a 0% chance at landing Connor <laughs> Bedard in the draft lottery. So that would be an absolute disaster for the Canucks who just continue to win playing under Rick Tockett. A lot of players have gotten better. Let's get to Tyler Remchuk in our daily face-off daily bet segment. Tyler, how you doing? Good. Last week was exceptional. Eight and two on the week as a whole, up seven and a half units. So we'll look to keep that rolling through this week, courtesy of our friends at Points Bet Canada. I got two plays on what's a you know, decent night in the NHL, starting with the Florida Panthers. Now, the Panthers have been trending in the absolute wrong direction as of late. And I just kind of like them in a bounce back spot. Sergey Bobrovsky's had a couple of games where he's been a little off, allowing nine goals over his last two starts. But before that, it was back-to-back -back games only allowing two. The Panthers in general, I think they're going to be really hungry to keep their playoff chances alive tonight. And, you know, the money line is starting to move out of a range where I don't love it. So I'm going to take the puck line plus 150, take Florida to win by two against the Senators team that is three, six, and one in their last 10. The bet I absolutely love tonight is my shot prop parlay. Two defensemen whose lines are set at one and a half for shots in this hockey game, and they've been crushing it as of late. Vince Dunn, over one and a half at minus 180. He has not only hit this in four of five, but he's actually been above three shots on goal in four of his last five. And Yuso Valimaki helped me win a parlay on Friday, and I'm going right back to him tonight. He has also hit this mark in four of his last five games. Play those two together, plus 159 on the shot prop parlay, plus 150 on the Panthers on the money line. It's a juicy Monday night courtesy of our friends at points by canada yeah, and a juicy last week for you it must be because i wasn't mm -hmm. here so there you go we'll see uh, if you can keep it rolling tonight uh great job tyler for our points bet daily bet segment that brings us to garbage time with mike mckenna mike what's caught your eye what's caught your attention from around the nhl well it's pretty rare to see an nhl player react to the player safety department in his own social media hey frank check this out from mike hoffman so I've gotten a two-game suspension for cross-checking a guy in the back of the helmet. A full-blown intentional cross-check to the face. One game. Hmm. I love that. Pretty telling, <laughs> isn't it? At the end. <laughs> exactly. Like it's, it's so good, so well done. I wonder how many times he taped it, and if it was in one shot... Mike Hoffman, you can come be in media when your career is over. And by the way, like that's not spilled barbecue sauce a la Bruce Boudreaux on his face. That is a legit injury and cut. Uh, probably some, uh, some sutures in there as well from that cross-check. So understand Mike Hoffman's uh, anger and frustration. More to the point, Mike, I just love that he was willing to express himself publicly and say it. You know, if you're going to be critical, just come right out in the open and say it. Yeah, I agree. It's it's funny, though, because these stick fouls to me, Frank, should be like five gamers minimum, right? Blake Lazak got a one gamer the other night for the same thing. Cross-check to the face. Look at the damage it does, right? Because Netsov gets one game earlier this year for uh, slashing, slashing another player in the face. The thing is, the NHLPA will come in and, and argue for the player in these to try to reduce any suspensions. So it's just a goofy setup because this happens and a player's mad, obviously. Like Hoffman has a right to be. Um but it always just kind of gets shoved under the rug, it feels like at times. So I, I think it's cool that he came out and did this because I'd like to see more of it, man. It drives conversation. It's just a player being real, and we need more of that in hockey. 
Yeah, certainly no complaints from my end about a player being real and certainly critical. Use use the power of your own platform. Don't need a team media member yep. to ask you a question. You don't need anyone else except for yourself. You got an Instagram, you got a Twitter account, fire it up, click the record button. You know you're doing it anyway with your friends and family and teammates. Might as well just get it out there publicly as well. Also, not to play both sides. Understand it from the uh, Department of Player Safety perspective. So many of these stand are uh, suspensions we see, Mike, are more or less formulaic. They're, it's, hey, mm -hmm. this is the precedent from the last you know number of similar situations, and here's generally where we're going. And it's, at least uh, thankfully for them, been a pretty yeah. quiet year on the Department of Player Safety front. Yeah, and a quick note on that. His suspension was in 2016, Mike Hoffman's. And, and that's a while ago. Maybe the standards change within the Department of Player Safety, Frank. So that is something to take into context is recent cases. Yeah, love the video. Uh, that is one gnarly uh scar that he's gonna Oof. have i don't even the thing Oof. was gross just looking at it uh mike that'll do it for today's edition of daily face off live we'll be back with you 12 noon eastern on tuesday you know where to find us until then have a great day everyone imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You gotta decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna wanna be careful, because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you gotta predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.